Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ah, cold open, Alice. Cold open. No more Matthew Sweet. Gone, gone, gone. We are, we're going, well, let me just tell you how that all started. I had originally my own band's music from 20 years ago that I was using, and then one of my kids spilled a drink onto that uh, MacBook Air, and that was it. And so I had to last minute switch to Matthew Sweet to the intro that we usually use. Mm Mm-hmm. But now we're going to be probably moving our stuff to a different platform, which won't mean anything for you guys. Nothing will change. But it just means that um, if we're going to monetize some of the stuff, we can't have, we can't be griping other people's music for the time being. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. Who cares? But, uh, <laughs> okay. So this is where I want to start tonight, Allison. Okay? All right. Let's go. Two weeks in a row. Although, unfortunately, I'm going to have to clean this up afterwards. No, you know where I want to start tonight? Is our uh, friends who we had over yesterday mm-hmm. from Melrose? Yeah, our good friends. One of them, I made a reluctant uh, Twitter star, which became a meme from uh, which became a, the the theme became uh, Jared Carabas. But anyway, it's I'm I'm shocked, and I'm not going to give you his name, but he is a guy who has worked worked since he was a teenager and worked a lot in food and beverage. He's been a bouncer, like he's worked at a pizza place. He's done everything in hospitality, putting, putting, going to colleges and that, et cetera. But yesterday we went out to lunch. Where was it? The Blue Port? What's it called? Portal? The Port Side? The Port Side, yes. The Port Side in Salisbury. It's a cool place. Very cool place. Um, and, and he kept asking the waitress what she suggested. Like what's good and what do you suggest and what should I have as far as like food and the, we happen to have the like the world's most indifferent waitress. She was good, but she like she wasn't was, looking to make new friends. She wasn't opting in. She's like I don't really eat any of this stuff. She was like, but anyway, <laughs> but she was good. She was a good waitress and and she was you know she was Johnny on the spot with everything. It was great. But but I'm I'm just astounded that people ask people in the service. What are you doing? I mean, I'm not yelling at you in particular. You know who you are. But the server 
doesn't care if a sniper's bullet pierces your skull right there at the table and you slump down dead. Most likely, they'd be happy. They just want to process the guest, the the, the the eaters, and get on with their lives and get tipped. They don't care about what do you think is good. So you, when you enter the song and dance, they're not gonna. Well, you, sometimes they do have good suggestions. <sighs> when I go to places where my friends work, you better they not tell ever me ask what to good. order. I don't <laughs> ask, but like, like I taught you the thing at Marky's because somebody told me that you should dip the fried scallops in the melted butter and well, you should order that that way. And that was a brilliant all, there is suggestion. No useless butter conversation. There was no useless conversation around drawing butter. <laughs> that was butter. a great suggestion and that was a I suggestion from somebody who worked in I, the I building. No, so I understand. But that's different than saying, oh, I'm not sure what I feel like. What's good? Or how's the BLT here? Is it like... They don't care. They're, just, they're not going to tell you that they don't care. When I used to work... That person as, is a good conservative girl, by the way. You can send me your application via DM. But Sorry, I have a terrible cold. Sorry. It's behind my right eye at the moment. If you're interested in uh, people who recommend drawn butter, dipping things in drawn butter. Yeah. Um, but, like, when I used to bartend at, at weddings, I mean, I had, by that time, I had processed a lot of people in my hospitality career, and I was... Mm-hmm severely burnt out but still people would say to me like when i was bartending people would say you know first of all they tap in the bar and look at the booze and say so what do you like to make and i'm my head i'm like you know what i like to make i like to make me putting two shotgun shells into a shotgun and blowing your brains out right now that's what i like to make if you really want to know what i like that's what i like okay if you really want to know because I don't care about what I what do I like. Shut up. What do I like to make? This reminds me of it's the like, conversation a few months ago on the like socialists on Twitter. We're arguing about whether there would be restaurants anymore under full socialism or if that would be like a thing that would go away. And some of the people were like, there are people who just love serving food to people. So like, I'm sure someone would want. I was like, no, you guys have to realize that the reason why people work at like McDonald's is because somebody right. pays them to work yes. at McDonald's. Sorry, hate to what break I, it to I, you. I'm at a wedding on a Saturday night at 10 p.m. I'm like 30 years old. I'm like, what do you like to make? It's like, I like to make enough money so that I never have to see somebody like you ever again. And I can stop doing this, and I can go live a happy life. What do you like to make? Like to make? How did, you know detached from real life could, would you be to really think somebody likes to make anything? God, if you ask the bartender what they like to make, I believe in my America you that they have the right to stab you. But that's different from just asking somebody who works there for a recommendation, because a lot of times they know what's good Don't and what's the- not. Never ask anybody anything. <laughs> when I was a concierge, and this was the this is the thing that drove me right out of hotels and right into radio. People would say, you know, they wanted the inner scoop, so they'd say, "Hey, we don't want to go to the tourist places that we see. Everybody's going to the Union Oyster House or going here and there. Where would you go?" Oh, yeah. You I got were, that when I worked in Faneuil yeah. Hall, too. And I wasn't even a concierge. But yeah. if you the, work in Faneuil Hall, like, people just treat you as a concierge. They're like, where would you go if you were going out tonight? You know, they've, they read that in some photo or book or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, ask a secret question. Ask them where they might go. You'll get the inner scoop. Like, I'm withholding. Yeah. This whole time, I knew the best <laughs> places. But I just want to send them to the tourist traps. This it's one like, time. Hold on. I'm not done with this. <laughs> okay, go it's ahead. Like, where would I go? Truly, where would I go? Mm-hmm. I would go um, outside. I would smoke some marijuana. 
I would get drunk at the littlest bar and I'd try to hook up with some trashy uh, chick from Quincy. That's what I would do. And then I'd, after she leaves my apartment, then I'd go in the closet and hang myself. So that's what I would do if you're so interested in what I want to do. Mm-hmm. God, terrible. One time in Faneuil Hall, these You know, two- a lot of people, a lot of wives would <laughs> not just be right over that, Alice. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, what would you do? The secret thing. I have... Um- <laughs> oh, I'll let you in on the on the inside secret. I wasn't going to tell you this, but now since you asked, buddy to buddy. Ugh. Um, when I worked in Faneuil Hall, these two girls who were here from somewhere asked me. Um, this was at a clothing store. Yes, this was. I worked in a clothing store in Faneuil Hall, but obviously, like ninety nine percent of the people in Faneuil Hall at any given time are like tourists. So, you know, I did a lot of like telling people where to find the Freedom Trail and like. Telling them to go to um, Mike's Pastry. I'm getting PTSD panics. Don't don't mention the Freedom Trail. Oh my God, Mike's Pastry, amazing, so worth it. Like they all come on. I have all like the come in with a little with little white boxes with a string. Like whoa, I know. And so, if somebody's been to Mike's Pastry. is it amazing? Don't, don't. So yeah, but you have to. You're trying to sell, uh, Alice, sell people. Alice, <laughs> so you, so, have you know, to, I would like, occasionally. Pretend. But that's why I, I was angry a lot have then. To, <laughs> and this is my own back of the house speed. I would occasionally have to bring flowers to a room. And so, you know what happens when you walk around with flowers? You have 85,000 people. And these are people who work at the hotel who I know or other people say, if you walk past them, oh, for me, you shouldn't have. <laughs> for me, you shouldn't have. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. If all the same joke. You know, I have to walk through the sales office to go to room 214 and every dumb sales assistant checks. You shouldn't have. Oh, my goodness. Oh, for me. God. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, in your funeral, you I'll bring hear, you flowers. Do you, want, do you want to hear the end of my story, what they asked me? They said they wanted to go to a bar, but a real Boston bar in Southie. Like a, a, real, okay. a real Boston yeah. bar, like in a Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I sent them to stadium because I didn't think they really wanted to that go. That is to absolutely a real, not a real Boston bar, but, but that is a Tom Shattuck, Alice Shattuck. Uh, yes, although, but I think it's not a real Boston bar, but I didn't think they really wanted to go to a real Boston bar. If they were saying a real Boston bar like in a Ben Affleck movie, I didn't think that they actually wanted to go to a real Boston bar. Yeah, but you know what they mean. I mean, that t- literally, they wanted to go to the L Street Tavern if they wanted to go to a Ben Affleck bar. Um, or uh, yeah, but um. I also didn't want them to get killed by anyone. So. Or I mean, I used to want them to get killed. So I was. <laughs> it was different. Did I ever tell you about the guy who took the bus, the tour bus? Uh no. To get hookers. No. This when I was I worked at the I won't say I worked at the Cambridge Hotel, and I was a doorman at this time, and. A big leaf peeping bus pulls in. So uh, <laughs> leaf peeping. Yes. Like there's actually buses that people take. Like here, I knew in like Vermont they did that. They do. Well, it they here take too. it from here to Vermont. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and back, and they spend all day looking at the leaves. <laughs> so, so anyway, it, but believe me, Alice, going through my mind always when my job was to unload the leaf peeping bus, <laughs> um, and and make sure that because they're going to go out early. The do next you morning. even like believe in leaves? <laughs> No. I always thought to myself, should I unload this bus or simply go and hang myself in the closet? It was always a toss-up. So anyway, so I'd unload the leaf-peeping bus, and and I was already... I mean, this was, like, early. I was only, like, 21 at this time. And people all excited about the leaves, and whatever. I was not, you know... 
I'm never, I'm not excited about the leaves, but it's fine. But anyway, the driver of the bus, after we unload everybody, and they're all out going into the hotel, tipping minimally, uh, the driver of the bus says, there's a black guy, he says, hey, where can I get hookers around here? And I said, um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I, I know there are... Is that a, ho- a normal question concierges get a lot? I was a, the doorman at the time. Oh, okay. house. Um, But, um, I, I mean... Kind of. I mean, not 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 usually by the bus driver. I mean, this guy's like on the clock. But uh, so I was like, uh, I think if you go in Chinatown, but you, I mean, what are you, t- are you going on foot? And he's no, he's like, no, I'm taking the bus. You're taking the bus? <laughs> I said, I don't think you can take this bus into Chinatown and, and look for a hooker. I think this bus is too big. And he said, and I said, I'm not sure really where to tell you to go for it. He goes, where's the black section? I mean, and I said, oh, like, I mean, like Roxbury, Mass? Uh, and he said, yeah, yeah. Is that like where a lot of black people live in Boston? I was like, yeah, I think so. I guess so. And he goes, just point me there. And I said, uh, okay. So <laughs> go over the road. It was really on the same street because the, the Longfellow Bridge goes right into Cambridge Street, which turns into Tremont Street, which goes into a diverse neighborhood. So the, the dude... Takes his bus, <laughs> goes to the uh, to like Roxbury or Dorchester, fills it up with hookers, <laughs> has a night of his life, and the next morning he's back there loading the bus up with senior <laughs> citizens, <laughs> going to leaf peep. <laughs> On your left, you'll see some early stage so did maples. He, so did he also give the the gu- the guided directions to the <laughs> leaves? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, isn't he nice? Like, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Oh, I don't even know. We also used to have a hooker who used to come to the hotel all the time. Who? Like with clients? She would meet clients. Foreign businessmen used to stay at the hotel in Cambridge. And I'm not going to say because I don't want to get in trouble because George Floyd died. It, but they came from somewhere in uh, the South Pacific. Okay. A, a, a booming island of business. And... And these guys just had a thing for big American bucks and blondes, and hmm. they loved them. And so they would check in during the day. Their their suitcases used to weigh fifteen hundred to two thousand pounds <laughs> each. They would either stiff us or give us one dollar. They would all get uh, they would all get safe deposit boxes or safety boxes. They would say sometimes they'd go to the front desk and just say safety box, <laughs> and they wouldn't say like you say oh, yeah can you are you checking in with your first safety box. <laughs> That's all they would say. Anyway, but the safety box crowd loved bucks of American prostitutes. So we had this one girl who was like 22 years old. So the book on her supposedly was that she was going to Harvard, which was down the street. And she would come in and she would toss us the keys because she would park right up front. She was beautiful. She would park right up front. She was very sweet and nice. And she'd go up and be down exactly 30 minutes later and, you know, tip us out and drive. Remarkable. Remarkable. All right. This has uh, been a rather tawdry <laughs> show so far, Alice. Maybe it's the way you're dressed. It's dr- drawn <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I like that you're apologizing <laughs> because I'm an animal <laughs> and I have a cold. And so I want every, I have all customers dead. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not even like customers now. Like you don't have to deal with the customers I know, anymore, but, I'm still but angry. you're upset about it. I'm still angry. Alice, I still get it. Sometimes when I worked... In my last uh, station, and even at the Herald a couple times, people would ask me for directions. 
Oh, I remember in our early dating days, yeah. I got lost. You wanted me yeah. to drive somewhere, me and I needed directions, and yeah. you were no mad on the phone. No. I think you hung up on me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <coughs> it's a place like Boston. I didn't know that that was a trigger for you. I That's mean. a trigger for me. I've given directions so many times, so many times, especially to a place like in Boston, like the, the Parker yeah. House Hotel, which was just mentioned, as a matter of fact. The Parker House Hotel was just mentioned on on Jerry's, I mean, on Kirk's show. Who's mentioning it? Do you remember it? I remember somebody said it, but I don't remember the context. No, I'm sorry. We've been in a whirlwind of like binge yeah. watching Kirk and various Kirk spin-off been. shows this week. It's I'll be attending a show tomorrow well, morning. I don't want I don't know if he hasn't promoted it. I'm not going to promote it either until tomorrow, but I'll be on a podcast tomorrow that we taped today. Nice 2-hour long conversation hours, divulge Shattuck secrets. I don't like that. I know, but I you know Loose lips sink ships, honey. I know. All right, so I'm going to play a little bit of Bill Maher here. Another good, uh, another good monologue. I apologize for my for my freaking cold. Another good monologue. Uh, this is the second half of his monologue. He slammed Republicans, and now he's going to slam Democrats. The, the, the Republicans. I'm sorry for my nose. The Republican uh, slamming. He just said essentially like, "You guys don't like anything about your country," and it's like uh, plays clips of Lauren Boebert and whatever, and like that's not exactly your. You know, garden variety Republican, but I get it. Fine, whatever. But the Democratic part, I think, is funny. Call me biased, whatever. Uh, so here we go. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Hold what? on, Bill. Because I was on that interview today. It turned off the USB through, so it's not coming through, but I caught it. Hurry, ready? ready? that we're living in for all the talk about fighting for the soul of america nobody seems to like it very much too many liberals give the impression that to them america's just a big the red white and ew a country that started out bad and will always be bad founded on an unrelenting history of sucking and unable to change but we have changed a lot. Democrat Cory Bush tweeted, this land is stolen land and black people still aren't free. And this was on the 4th of a lot. Okay, can you listen now? Yes, I, I was listening. Okay, okay, I just want to be sure. Sarah, eat that one and then tomorrow I'll get more, okay? If you stir it up, there's fruit on the bottom. Oh, We're having a here. yogurt crisis. Okay. Democrat Cory Bush tweeted, this land is stolen land and black people still aren't free. And this was on the 4th of July. Really? Not that I give a shit about the 4th of July. I've never been a rah-rah guy. (laughs) But I am a perspective guy. And that's what too much of the left has lost. Perspective. 72% of black people under 30 are optimistic about their future in America. Way more than white people the same age. And as far as the land goes, yes, I guess we could change the name of Captain America to Captain Stolen Land. But honestly, to all the people who start every public event now with one of those land acknowledgments where they say, I'm standing on land that was stolen from the proud indigenous people of the Chumash tribe, I say either give it back or shut the f*** up. There we go.
AOC says so many people in this country hate women. Oh, geez. <laughs> Even the guy at the party who pulls out a guitar is like, way to ruin the fun. No kidding. Congressman Jamal Bowman says capitalism is slavery by another name. No, it's not. It's the thing that has given more people more prosperity and hope than any other system, flawed though it surely is. But, but again, something like the free market is kind of synonymous with America. And if you don't like it, I don't know how you can say you love this country. You know who loves this country? You know who's not constantly complaining about what happened 200 years ago and who's not obsessed with seeing America through colored glasses <laughs> and shaking off the stench of what irredeemable so privileged holes we are? Immigrants. Ask any of them why they came here, and they will tell you the same thing. Ron DeSantis put me on a plane. <laughs> but they will also tell you that America, for all that's so shitty about it right now, is still the last best hope. And those people asking for our votes to take it over should remember that. There we go. Pretty good, huh? Right. I mean, and... I think that that he's absolutely 100% right that the left can't come from like the patriotism place when they say stuff like this about America, you know, and they expect us to believe this line about, you know, protecting democracy and saving our country from fascism and all this stuff uh, that that it's hard to take seriously when they go on and on about how they hate America. You know, don't Talk to me about how seriously you take our democracy when you say that we're like an evil country that's oppressing people, right? How, how can that be the argument that you're making right now, right? And, and that, right. that is what they're trying to say. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, he's really made a lot of progress on this stuff for the way he's been saying some things. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is still going to remain a progressive, I'm pretty sure, but... Well, yeah, but the people here, I mean, like, they're so in, they're going to strangle democracy to death to save it in theory, right? Like, they're so authoritarian now. And I, I mean, in states like Massachusetts, so we were talking to people about, um, you know, normally in Massachusetts towns, I don't know how it works other places, but you, um, the city committees or the town committees, the Republicans and the Democrats, each recommend people to be on the board of elections to help manage the elections and make sure things are fair. And the town is supposed to take recommendations from both political parties so that like everybody's involved in the process and knows that it's fair. Well, just yesterday, we were hearing a nice little story about a town where um, they've you know, they wouldn't take the recommendations of the Republican city committee because they didn't feel that the person stringently enough believed that <laughs> Trump lost in 2020. And they were concerned that that person was going to, like, screw up the elections right. and mess it up. This is a totally person. Oh, this is a totally moderate person. But just because she's a Republican, they didn't want her there. 
Well, if you watched, they I, also so I, ran I listened a... to all the Sunday shows today, mm-hmm. and this is a theme of all of these Sunday shows. Chuck Todd says, and Stephanopoulos says, well, there are people who literally want to change democracies and are running for AGs in different states, et cetera, and literally want to circumvent our yeah. election process. And so idiots in the local level are saying, oh, George Stephanopoulos just said a thing, so it's got to be true, so let's purge all the, Demo- the Republicans. Well, yeah, but they're like, <clears throat> they're doubling down on this so hard, and I didn't really get a chance to watch much on the Sunday shows, but I had like one of them, I had MSNBC on this morning just hear what people were saying, and like in the bottom of the screen was this graphic that was like, countdown to special coverage Wednesday of the January 6th hearing. Like, aren't we done with this? You know, Stop with these hearings. It's the longest running show that no one asked for it's so absurd but they're treating it like it's still this big thing and they literally like i'm saying they want to boot the republican party out of everything and in states like massachusetts they can and will they're saying basically that the people who you know like trump or who even just are or are normal republicans are a threat to democracy and cannot therefore be allowed to participate in the democracy. You can't elect this. We can't allow this person to be elected because they're a threat to democracy. Well, I thought democracy was people electing people. So, but also. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The impetus for a lot of consternation in unrest in 2016, uh, 2020, was people on the right feeling like the election process is corrupted. Right. So now you're making sure yeah. <laughs> that they so, think it's corrupted. Yeah, because you're like not letting them. And I right. said to the person who told us the story, basically like, you know, I'm not a big like election is stolen person, especially in Massachusetts. I just don't like, I, you know, we have to convince people of our point of view first, because like a lot of, you know, it, they don't need to steal the elections in Massachusetts generally, because there's a lot of people that vote blue, right? There just are. And so you have to change some of those people's minds before you can complain about the election being stolen. But that being said, we now have mass mail voting. We just got our um, mail-in ballot applications today, or not today, but earlier this week. And we got the mail-in ballot applications for the people that lived here four years ago as well. So that's good. So let's vote. So we can vote for four people now. That's great. I'm going to. So, and and I don't know how that's possible because I certainly haven't listed them on our census when I've returned our census form. Yeah, no, I don't think we got it in 2020. I don't know why we got their ballots this year, but it's astounding to me that that would be happening under this system. And it's so bad. Like, I hear so many stories of people getting extra ballots. It's absurd. Like, I mean, these aren't ballots. These are the ballot applications. But still, like, it, 
it's so the the mail-in voting the no excuse mail-in voting is so toxic and bad we already have an incredibly short election cycle from primary to election here it's like nine weeks or something it's so short the the only debate we're having for governor is on october 20th and early voting starts october 22 right so it's like how there's no time people haven't even like heard of the candidate it's it's so bad. And then for them on top of that to turn around and say, like, no, Republican city committee, we're not putting your people on the board of elections because you guys like Trump and therefore, like, you're not going to be fair at the election. So we're just you're not allowed in the room anymore. It, it does make you kind of go, well, like, what are you doing that I can't even be in the freaking room yeah. with you while you're doing the elections? Like, I mean, is that something that's going to inspire trust and get people to trust the electoral process? Because... A big part of what happened on January 6th is people felt upset because they felt that they were being excluded from the process. So if your answer to that is to exclude those people more from the process and do more of the things that they didn't think were trustworthy about the 2020 election in 2022, you're going to have more disgruntled and upset people. And even though I personally am not a big like election in Massachusetts is stolen person. Um, I do know people that think this, and I have to tell you that, like, when I was at the GOP convention in May or whatever that was, that a lot of people brought that up. A lot of people that I wouldn't think, they were not, like, these were not, like, MAGA rally-looking people. These were, like, normal, everyday people that are your neighbors and everything. And, you know, when I was just around chatting to people, a lot of, that was, like, the first thing a lot of people said. Like, my biggest concern right now is that elections are fair because if the elections aren't fair and if they can steal whatever elections they want, there's no point in voting anymore. There's no point to any of this. In response to Trump, many people who were once credible did the wrong thing knowingly. Right. And I have no doubt, no doubt that they would see that as a situation, especially with somebody like Trump, that where they need to step up and act like it's an emergency and, can, and keep somebody from like him from getting voted in. There's no right. doubt. Now, I don't think it happened or it didn't happen in large enough numbers for, to have thrown the last election. Uh, but I think they would in a second. There's no right. doubt. They did everything else. The media lied. Nobody did their jobs for four years. Right. And it's not just the elections and or, and the media and all this stuff it's not just the tech companies and it's like the people with guns too it's you know the eighty-seven thousand new irs agents it's this fbi stuff this stuff's incredible did you see any of this story about the safety deposit boxes in i didn't see um, it so no, i this, saw the pastor these um not safety whatever it is so yeah um, this safety deposit boxes yeah so following a March 2021 FBI raid on the U.S. private vaults store in Beverly Hills that has been raising questions ever since. It now appears that the feds got their warrant for the action by neglecting to tell the judge who signed it they intended to keep every bit of loot pried out of every safety deposit box containing $5,000 or more in cash and prizes. Can you, so, can, so there's can a company There's a company here, U.S. private vaults in Beverly Hills. Okay. They have safe deposit boxes. That's what they do. That's their business. Gotcha. Um, and the FBI raided them. So apparently this company, the safe deposit box company, was involved in some kind of money laundering. But the FBI went to a judge 
and got a warrant and said, we think there's like illegal activity in these boxes. So we need to be able to go into all the boxes in the building. And they lied to the judge when they did that because what they didn't tell the judge was that they planned on keeping everything from all the boxes that had $5,000 or more. There is no way. <laughs> this is true. There is no way. <clears throat> um, as the LA Times reports, the failure of the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office in LA to disclose the confiscation plan in the raid request was revealed in FBI documents and depositions of agents in a class action lawsuit by box holders who say the raid violated their rights. The specific information about the agency's alleged scheme to bag for themselves the contents of all $5,000 and over deposit boxes comes from recent testimony by a senior FBI agent. The raid, which the government justified on the presumption that hundreds of box holders were hoarding illegally gotten assets, was particularly intrusive. Where the, is there not an ACLU? <laughs> Holy They're hell. really concerned about trans stuff right now. They can't be bothered with things like this. Federal agents descending on the Olympic Boulevard strip mall location manhandled the personal belongings of a jazz saxophone player, an interior designer, a retired doctor, a flooring contractor, and Century City lawyers, among hundreds of others, notes the Times. They also made video and photo records of customers' most sensitive documents, pay stubs, password lists, credit cards, a prenuptial agreement, immigration and vaccination records, bank statements, and a will. They also discovered cremated human remains in one renter's box. Imagine they're grabbing somebody's dead parents out of their safe deposit box. Like, incredible. Incredible. It also found that the federal agents defied restrictions that U.S. Magistrate Judge Steve Kim set in the warrant when they searched through the box holders' belongings for evidence of crimes. The government did not know what was in the boxes, who owned them, or what, if anything, the people had done. Robert Frommer, a lawyer who represents 400 box holders, wrote in court papers. That's why the warrant application did not attempt to argue there was probable cause to seize and forfeit the renter's property. Freaking incredible. They got, they took the safety boxes. Safety box. Right. Um, so they, they've been going through this legal process now since March of 2021 is when this started to happen. So like right after Biden got in, basically. Three months after that, the government was still itching to hold on to other people's money, asking a judge to let them keep an additional $154,000 in cash from one box holder and $330,000 from another because a drug sniffing dog alerted on the money. Uh, so the assistant U.S. attorneys argued the funds were drug related. <sighs> Problems with that theory include the fact that at least two other vaults were used by licensed marijuana sellers, and that the scent probably can't use banks. Right, so they have to use the safe deposit boxes. Great, and the scent could have spread from any of the cash in the bank where the government was storing all of its questionably confiscated bonanza. What a friggin' bleep show! For all the playtime cops and robbers, not one person has been sent to prison. U.S. private vaults shuttered and has to pay 1.1 million fine for laundering drug money, but the prosecutors acknowledge that they don't have the funds to pay it off. The FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office denied to the L.A. Times that the agencies misled the judge or ignored the warrant, saying the agents had no obligation to tell the judge they planned to ransack the privately rented boxes under the umbrella theory that every customer was a black market mastermind. FBI spokeswoman Laura. I. Miller said the warrants were lawfully executed based on allegations of widespread criminal wrongdoing. <laughs> it's fine. Allegations of widespread criminal it's a wrongdoing. Of public safety. We'll just go through the, your. Bo- uh, yeah. We'll take your cremated yeah. parents and your hundreds of thousands stuff, of dollars. <laughs> Sorry. Seems shady. Dog. No, the a dog barked, so it's ours now. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. So, and then as if that story's not enough to make you suspicious of federal law enforcement, 
They went after this pro-life activist this week. Have you seen this story I've at all? I've seen this. This is a like a Catholic guy or something, a priest Yeah, or so he's not a priest, but he's he's like an anti-abortion activist, right? So he goes with his kids and like stands outside abortion yeah. clinics, whatever. So um, l- last year, or I think it was maybe late 2021, he got into an altercation with some kind of pro-abortion person who was there, like one of these like escort people who goes and apparently like so he says the guy was yelling at his kid or whatever and got in his kid's face the guy has seven kids a wife and seven kids so anyway he got in some kind of argument with this person and pushed him so and that um the guy sued him no criminal charges were ever filed for it. it was not enough for like an assault charge or whatever apparently he pushed the guy the guy filed a civil suit which was thrown out He never won his civil suit. Now, the federal government has decided that it's not enough that no criminal charges were filed by the local police or whatever. They've come back in now, whatever it is, a year later, and they said that they're going to use a law that says you can't obstruct people at abortion places. And they're coming after him. So the FBI raided his house with guns drawn in front of his seven children to arrest him for pushing this guy last year. Freaking incredible. Which, like, I, I mean, so, and I know it's not technically double jeopardy because it's, like, a separate federal law and not the, like, assault and battery. And I'm not trying to defend that he pushed the guy. Like, sure, he pushed the is, guy. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but you don't need like, the feds to handle that situation. Right? This isn't under special laws. Like, abortion places get special laws for pushing. Anywhere else, he would have been fine to push the guy outside the grocery store, but not at the abortion place. That has a special law that seems screwed up and like politically motivated to me, doesn't it? Of course it is. So, and that's like the way the laws are written. But yeah, the FBI to me now is way out of control. Like, and and the fact that a lot of this stuff is like starting in 2021 and all these things. And like, I mean, these things to me, like the safe deposit boxes is worse than the Mar-a-Lago stuff. And like the... But it's right along... It's right along the lines. We've decided your criminals, sorry, we're just taking everything from you. Sucks to be you. (laughs) I mean, it's that's incredible. That's incredible. They are way, way out of control. And I mean, like, I'm ready to burn the whole agency. Well, that's the problem. Is is that they're you know with Merrick Garland now? He's essentially drawing battle lines between American citizens and these feds. So I mean, we've got a problem here. You know, one of the one of the things I didn't play from Bill Bill Maher is he said now suddenly. He said, now suddenly the um, Republicans have a problem with the FBI. These guys are very straight-laced. and They shouldn't have a problem. It's like, yeah, it's not who we're talking about anymore. This is not the straight-laced G-man anymore. We're talking about a different animal totally now. Yeah. No bueno. No bueno. Did you say there's some new Biden polls that you wanted to update there was us a, on? It's just he's back in the, down in the dumps on a recent uh, ABC poll. And it, it, once again, even though the, some Democrats have closed in places... Generally, the economy is glaringly the most important issue to everybody. I- inflation, the prices of things. Right. And are- we have one more big month of economic numbers coming out. I think the stock market tanking um, is not a good sign either. And um, and it's going to continue to go because as we continue to have big inflation numbers, the Fed's going to continue to come out with these big rate increases that are going to continue to drive the stock market down. This is the only uh, way out of this. And... 
I mean, I, I don't see how we get out of this without a recession at this point. What's up, honey? So I can tell you, the the I can promote the podcast I was on today. It is Montante's World, episode 99, featuring Tom Shattuck. Oh, sorry, my cold. When does it come it out? It says, burn barrel dynamic of working with younger hot wife as co-host. How does the Trump story end? Truth behind cocaine gate. Look into the hatred for David Cullinane. Fact fiction conspiracies with Shattuck. So there you go, Alice. Is it is it up now? It is up now. So I how just, exciting! I subscribe to Montante's World on Twitter, so I go. could hear your well, you important guys appearance. Listen to it. I swear a lot in it because I'm trying to be young and hip with young people. He's only thirty, so oh wow, good know, for you, yeah, yeah. Since I'm, uh, you know, an octogenarian, I figure that the young, the young set likes it when you swear. Who and was also, I, I generally do swear to? a lot. Don't I swear a lot? <laughs> oh, I was talking to the kids the about kids, saying so. no cap, and um, oh yeah, yeah. They they say no cap now. That's what the young people say. Means like no lie. Oh yeah, no, I've heard that. I've heard, um, I've heard, uh, Jay's kids say it. As a matter of fact, a certain Jay who worked at that hotel while I was working at that hotel. There's a hint for anybody who needs to know. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, who actually was, who was on the receiving end of requests for safety box, uh, hundreds of times. As a matter of fact, wow, that that's great. Good afternoon. Thank you for checking into the la 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 la. How are you doing? This safety box. Stern faces sometimes no. There was actually a. There was actually a. Uh, uh, guest who checked in, um, with the front desk people. I was this is when I was a bellman. Front desk people were thrilled because his last name was, F U K U T O M. And they thought that was just great. And the, that, that needed to be brought to my attention, and I needed to be, be bringing him to his room if possible because the synergy was just too good. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, you ready? So Say- let's do a shot chat, and then Jesus. we'll head over to the uh, Patreon show oh, where I have to tell people about a new job I'm going to be applying for. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good so, order. so but first, okay, let's I'll do the shot chat. I'll press the button. Okay. Do you need me to play it? Do you have it? Can you do it from there? Uh, actually, I don't think I'm plugged okay. in the right way to the... Oh, I did port, and I bet on the Colts. Now they're most certainly going to lose. Way to go. I don't know. I talked to Montante today about uh, about sports, but he does it. He takes action. I believe illegally, but very loudly, takes action. So if you need to, just email or, or to DM Montante. He's, he's your guy. Um... Uh, I don't. I didn't bet. I didn't see. I like the Colts just fine. I've grown to love Peyton Manning. I, I hated him during the highlight of the whole thing when I thought I thought he was a petty jerk who was always yelling at his O line. No, I like him. Just Watched a-, a little of the Pats game with my family today. Actually, good game today, huh? And um, with Jane's boyfriend, who was the only person there who wasn't faking his sports knowledge. <laughs> oh well, he must. Did he see my Minahan appearance? Yes. Is he horrified or? Yeah, you guys. They enjoy it. They ask me lots of questions about stuff yeah, that's yeah. going on with it and whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just think, he little unbeknownst to him. He oh, was... and he asked if we're friends with Clemmer because he watches more of those like bar stool things that Clemmer's in or whatever. He like was wondering about that. Like, oh, are you guys friends with that new bar stool guy? And it's like he's kind of like out of the world now. Like he's out of Kirk's world he's... anyway. But I had I, I we messaged back and forth a few times uh, some months ago. Um, I mean, I like him. I just I, uh, like the movie show. Yeah, I like him. Alice liked the movie show. She did a she did an episode with him. He, he know, um, and yeah, no, I I wish that uh, you know I I, I would kind of wish that he would get back in Kirk's good graces, but you know, 
That's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot it's of a factors lot of bad that, blood that go there. into that. And, uh, you know, it, you know, it, I th- I don't know. Kirk has been very vocal. If you need to know what his problem was with Clemmer, he's very vocal about it. You can you can listen to him. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, I hope he's doing well. It's a, it seems like he's got an interesting gig. Whatever. You know, maybe soon we'll be working for Barstool Boston. What do you think? I don't think so. What do you mean? I don't think so. I don't think we'll be working for Barstool Boston. Why don't you think so? I don't know. I just don't think so. Well, I'm working for Barstool Boston. All right? Okay. And I'm going to hang out on the couch and drink with the boys. Okay. Watch the uh, indie game. I'll clean the house. So I was at the uh, IU softball game, and um, one of the ladies... Is that, uh, is that Indianapolis University, IU? I... I we don't have Indiana colleges around University? here, Justin, and I don't know anything about uh, uh, sports. It got a base hit, and I said, uh, nice ass. I'm, and I said, uh, I meant um, nice hit. Oh, boy. Thoughts? Thoughts? I don't have thoughts on that. I don't know. You don't have thoughts on a man watching a softball game. The lady gets a hit, and instead of saying nice hit, he says nice ass, Alice. I don't know. What do you want me to think about it? I don't know. I'll, are there any human beings out there who would like to emote about this? Please leave your message in the chat Sorry. chat. Jesus. Sorry. Thank you. Hi, Tom. Hi, Hi Alice. It's Laurie from Stoneham. Laurie. Do we know Hi. Laurie? Mm, I'm not sure. Do we? Stoneham, Massachusetts, home of the Spartans. The new home of my friend John Ward, who was my really only high school friend, other than Keith. And uh, um, a, is he living there now? The uh, no, he uh, he did. He got exiled out of Winchester in high school uh. and then went over to Stoneham. Oh. I lived next to Stoneham, as you know, Alice, mm-hmm. uh, when I lived in Dean Road in Winchester, Stoneham, Massachusetts, home of Hago Harrington's mini golf, which is closing. I heard home of China Moon, which has closed. Home of the one-time home of the Caldor I worked at, where I had to show up at three thirty a.m. every morning and unload a truck at four where I've set the record for the company and got employee of the month. 1991. I still have the mug. Congratulations. Stone of Massachusetts looms large in my legend, Alice. Okay. We'll take the um, kids on sure the tour. I'm uh, occurred to you or anyone else out there today, yeah. but I'm watching the Patriots game and the Bucks game. Yep. And I'm oddly missing the Cialis ads. These COVID ads are driving me crazy. Just wondering your thoughts. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what is going on with that. I guess are they are they making more money now? These big pharma companies with... from COVID shots and stuff. But is for football fans the kind of people who you know get scared about COVID? Probably older people. Wow, that doesn't that doesn't bode well though. I mean, football I would think skews younger. It certainly skews male, but I think it skews younger. That's interesting, Laurie. I don't know what's happened to the... Well, you know, the government has incentivized More the than 50% shots. of NFL merchandise is purchased by women. Uh, that's interesting. That's a great thought, Laurie. I'm not sure about that. But call the chat chat again. It's nice to hear your voice. I always love people from Stoneham, Mills. I love people from Stoneham, too. You are cold. <laughs> I'm not cold. What do you want me wow. to say? Stoneham is really great. I have no take on this. There was a great, remarks. there's a great Indian restaurant there. What? No, there is not. Yeah, the one our neighbor was at. Oh yeah, there is. That's right, right down next to the fire station. Our neighbor ran that place. It was a great place. Yeah, he used to bring us Indian food. Telling me. Go ahead. I said he used to bring us Indian food, and he made the chicken tikka masala like extra hot for you and stuff. Remember? He was a great guy, and that was delicious. Delicious. 
a source that's telling me that uh, the Patriots have uh, reached out to Jeff George with uh, the injury towards uh, Mac Jones, and he asked um, Mr. Kraft if it was okay to wear number 12. Your thoughts? <laughs> I like that. I think that's funny. Um, I think Mac Jones, they said, apparently, he although he limped off the game, which, by the way, they shouldn't have even given him medical attention after the puke job he pulled today, all those interceptions. Protect the football. Even Edelman uh, burned him on Twitter. Uh, yeah, no, I had not heard that. I will welcome him. I mean, I don't care about anything about Mac Jones. I'm not really invested in the Pats anymore. I did check into the game, and just like the other last game I checked into, mm-hmm. they were getting absolutely hammered. Um, so they coughed it up. It was a bad showing. The conversation at the game watching that I was at was more like, how do the football players know how far a yard is if they can't see the lines that we see on the TV? That was the level of sports discussion that was well, there happening. Are the, they have the pins group. in the sides yeah. where they can see how far they have to go. Mm-hmm. And so it's a big, you know. Yeah, Mike was of... explaining to everyone. Oh, good, good. Mike's, <laughs> Mike's actually a real man. So he actually he would know the stuff more than me. All right, Alice, can I play the outro music? Does that exist still? That is a Creative Commons song. Yeah, but you're not, it's a Creative Commons for non-commercial use. Oh, dang it. I love that song. Maybe we should get permission. It probably won't matter. We still can't get... Why is it... Can we- you can get permission. We probably have to email the guy. He's like on Twitter. I looked it up before. Oh. Probably have to pay him. All right. Here's our dry outro. <laughs> <laughs> you could use Jane's song. Oh, uh, yeah, but we use that after Patreon. Can you use it you twice? Can, you could. Could we? Well, it's, it's not like there's hers is a bed. Well, up to you. You can do what you want. But anyway. Let's do a try. Thank you all for listening. We are going to head over to the Patreon show. You can find that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. You can also always find us for free on social media at burn barrel pod on Twitter, facebook.com slash burn barrel podcast. You can email us burn barrel podcast at gmail.com or you can uh, go on to burn barrel podcast.com and find the chat chat button there where you can leave us a message and find a bunch of links to all the different places you can listen. Mother Road. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.